Hello everybody, welcome to the Chenzor Dynasty here on twitch.tv slash jchenzor. My name is James Chen, aka your host of the Chenzor Dynasty. Welcome to an episode of the Chen Reaction. Actually the first one in a while, last week was kind of an interesting week. Didn't really have a chance to do a lot of Chen Reactions, but we're back. And I want to talk about um, the Street Fighter League. Uh, Street Fighter League has just announced all of the six teams that are going to be showing up this season and it's a wildly different thing than the past uh, few teams that we saw. Not only have they opened up to international that is not Japan, but uh, they've come, come up with these themed teams and some of these teams right now are really, really kind of broken. <laughs> I mean, the level and quality of players as the team uh, are just, I mean, compared to the previous seasons, and yes, uh, Shigan, I will get to that uh, Zygon at one point because I definitely want to talk about that. But let's let's take a look at what the teams are here uh, in the Street Fighter League this season. I mean, if you look at these teams, we'll go through these one by one. And like I said, some of these teams are absolutely bonkers. Here, I'm going to slide on over here like so. No, that was the wrong way. Ah, yes, there we go. Okay, let's shove myself to this. Oh, if you look at the teams over here on the side here, we've got Team UYU, which is comprised of NL, Oil King, and Kami. Now, first of all, the first thing to talk about here is how interesting that they actually have this themed team. They have a UYU team here, and I actually think that's kind of cool. It was interesting, David and I tried to go through other teams that could potentially show up here, and... Sadly enough, uh, fighting game teams don't really, there's really not a lot of fighting game teams anymore. So it's kind of um, unfortunate, but uh, I love the idea of having a UIU team there. I think that's super cool. And then uh, Psycho Shinobi. It's an interesting name for a team because at first when I saw the Shinobi, I was like, oh, okay, they're just trying to do all the ninjas because look at Sien with Ibuki and, and Infectious with, with Zeku and, and Hot Dog. Bison's not a ninja, <laughs> but I guess that's why it's Psycho Shinobi, because then the Psycho represents uh, the, the M. Bison part of it. So we've got Psycho Shinobi here, and uh, this is going to be uh, a pretty buff team. We've already seen what Hot Dog Infectious. Infectious just beat Punk at Kimono Michi 3. Sien, of course, one of the greatest scientists of all time. Team All In with Capcom Cup. Champion, Idom, one of the best from the EU, Phenom, and 801 Strider. 801 Strider, who is also just one of the uh, strongest Gs that we have currently. Team Alpha 3, this is like Team Young Guns over here. This is, this is a Punk Nephew and CJ Truth. I don't think any of these guys are older than Street Fighter. <laughs> Street Fighter is definitely older than all three of these guys. And uh, it's pretty crazy. To, I mean, that's probably true for a lot of these teams. I'm probably underestimating just how old Street Fighter is at this point. Because <laughs> there's definitely a lot of uh, young... Uh, Street Fighter's been around for a while. In fact, a lot of these players, what actually blows my mind, what actually blows my mind is that most of these people who are playing Street Fighter these days don't know what a world is like 
where Street Fighter never existed. When they were born, Street Fighter was already a thing that just existed. And it just like completely warps my mind because for me, Street Fighter was like almost halfway through my life that it showed up. And you know, these people is all are all like, oh yeah, Street Fighter's been here since I was born. Oh God, it's crazy. Um, uh, then there's Team Dynamite. Which a lot of people are, I think, picking to be the strongest team. I mean, you put Problem X and Knuckle Do on any team together, and already that's a problem. But then you add Smug to this thing, so Dynamite with Problem X, Knuckle Do, and Smug are gonna wiggity wash just about every team. It feels like. I mean, this team is busted. That is a crazy, crazy team. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a, a, a cruel team. However, I'm not going to, you know, look past Team Nasser. They announced Team Nasser before they announced Team Dynamite. And when I saw Team Nasser, I thought Team Nasser was going to be broken as hell. I already thought Team Nasser was going to be broken as hell. But here you go. We've got Angry Bird, Big Bird, and they added XSK Samurai. I mean, everyone's already joked that they should call him Calm Bird or Zen Bird, you know, just for this season. And I feel like that that's an accurate thing. We need to call uh, Samurai, XSK Samurai, or just Samurai, I should say. We should call Samurai Zen Bird. And I think that would have Bald Bird. <laughs> oh, man. Come on, K-Danger. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> you can't do that to him. <laughs> Oh, man, but yeah, I guess that would work. Uh, bald, bald bird, bald eagle. <laughs> but what's interesting here, yeah, like I said, these are some really, really sick teams. Now, of course, there's none of the Japanese players here because the Japanese have their own league, FFL league. And so what they're setting up for this one, instead of being Japan versus U.S., they're trying to set up Japan versus the world. So, yeah, so you can see on Team UIU, we've got Taiwan, we've got Korea and U.S., and then on Psycho Shinobi, we have uh, US, uh, Hong Kong, and Singapore. Then on Team All In, we've got uh, US, US, and uh, oh gosh, I always want to say it was Norway, right? Phenom's from Norway. I always say the Netherlands because they both begin with N, and I always get confused. Yeah, Infectious is UK. Infectious is U. Did I say US? Did I say US? I meant UK. Ah! Jeez, okay, I meant UK. That is definitely my fault. Uh, again, I switch words up very well. Now, what's interesting is that uh, Alpha 3, I think, is the only team that has everybody from the same country, which is US, US, and US. Or I should say UK, 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 just to be fair. Uh, Dynamite, uh, US, UK, and US. And then Nasser Esports, of course, is UAE, UAE, and US. So there you go. So yeah, like I said, Team Alpha 3 is the, I mean, that's such a funny name, Alpha 3. Good, good job to whoever named all these teams. I like, I mean, UIU, Psycho Shinobi, Alpha 3, Nasser, of course, Esports, Dynamite. I love the name Dynamite. I'm not sure where All In came from, but it works. It works. And whoever designed the logos as well, good job. Good job to them 
for uh, creating these logos, which is really cool. Now, obviously, all six of these teams are really strong. And before I kind of talk about, you know, what my predictions are in terms of what the teams are, I do want to address one of the things that somebody else mentioned in the chat that I do feel like is kind of an issue, is that they don't have the amateur... Um, portion of this so you know last year there was the people who tried to get the votes in there there was the people who competed in tournaments to try to win a spot and one of the things that i really enjoyed about street fighter league in the past year was that we got to see a lot more of the lesser known players right so we had for example um you know we got to see a lot more of players like um uh El Chicote, we got to see Just a Kid, we got to see, you know, uh, a whole, oh wait, right, so the amateur, I guess there is the, 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 the city-based team, so I guess that that's what they're using for that now, and uh, that's, you know, uh, I, I feel like it would be cool if they had a chance to shine on the actual league itself. You know, because uh, a lot of those players that we got to see actually, you know, started making names for themselves. Duel Kevin is doing really, really well in tournaments right now after being on the Street Fighter League. You know, I, I feel like uh, even though Samurai hadn't even done super well in a lot of the tournaments recently, he's been doing super... He, he made such a name for himself in the Street Fighter League last year. So... You know, I, I feel like that's the part that I kind of am sad about. I'm sad that, you know, a lot of the guys that we see here are the people that we see a lot in tournaments already. A lot of these guys are going to be the players that we've seen at events. So I don't feel like this is going to give as much opportunity to shine for a lot of the, um, you know, uh, lesser known players, which always kind of makes me sad. Because I like trying to give those guys uh, a, a more of a chance to show their talents, to show their skills, and to... to I mean, obviously, what we're going to get, however, what we're going to get is amazing Street Fighter. We're going to get some of the highest level Street Fighter that we could possibly imagine. But, as I said, you know, at the cost of not being able to give some other people time to shine. Which, you know, is probably my biggest... You know, not I wouldn't say complaint, but my the, the set part I'm most sad about seeing these teams. We don't get a chance to see a lot of the. I mean, it would be cool if they had these super teams, but then they also had like maybe added a fourth person that could be added to each of the teams, and maybe they just designed it so those guys played each other for extra points or something. You know, some somehow they could have tweaked the format to have room for some of them. Because even the Japan League last year did that. I'm not even sure if they're doing that again this year or not if anybody in the chat actually has any uh, information on what Japan is doing because even Japan they always had you know one of the quote amateur people in there when they a lot of them some of them weren't even really amateurs but um, yeah it'd just be a shame that we don't get to see more players that we don't see all the time in tournaments because clearly you look at this list every one of these guys we've seen them many times in tournaments they've all had amazing success in tournaments and so we're not going to get a chance to see a lot of the, the other guys in there. But, you know, having said that, you look at these teams, clearly, I mean, it's funny because, like, everyone looks at Team Dynamite. And obviously, Problem X, Evo Champion, Knuckle Doo, former Capcom Cup Champion, Smug, just one of the most entertaining and awesome players of all time. 
all on one team, that's going to be one of the teams that stands out to a lot of people as the one to pick. But again, I'm not sure if that's necessarily a fair thing to do because, like I said, Team Nasser, we've got Angry Bird and Big Bird, two of the strongest players, you know, on the planet right now. Clearly, they've been having so much success and we've already seen what Samurai can do when put in this Street Fighter League environment. We've, we can see what he's already done. And I would love to pick Team Nasser as potentially one of the ones that can win this whole entire thing. However, then you look at Team All In, and there's current Capcom Cup champion, Idom, who you can't ban anymore. You can't ban him anymore. In fact, it was because of Street Fighter League last season that he picked up Poison, and now he's even scarier because how do you ban him? How, how do you ban him? You, there's nothing you can do, right? And at this point, maybe you ban G so that 801 Strider doesn't have G, but you don't think 801 Strider is going to have other characters ready to go? He was on Street Fighter League last season. He knows the situation. Phenom's got Nikali. Phenom's got Karen. Phenom's got, I'm sure, many other characters to go with. Then you're looking at Team Alpha, and, you know, before it was like, you know, David and I used to joke that Punk could have me and David on his team and they would win Street Fighter League because how do you beat Punk? You know, Punk maybe has seemed a little more human because he got, oh, second place, washed up Punk, you know, versus Idom. But clearly, Punk is still the alpha. He's still one of the best. And you're not going to knock CJ Truth and Nephew as well. Those two players, you know, so good and so talented. So, again, you know... I feel like that team has a very strong shot. Shinobi, like I said, Sien, Infectious, Hot Dog. There's nothing you can say about this except, again, awesome talent all around. Uh, Psycho Shinobi, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Hot Dog 29 won the Capcom NA Regional Finals. Infectious just beat Punk in a first to 10 pretty solidly now. Granted, Punk wasn't using his main character, and a lot of people are going to say that, but most like 99.5% of the planet can't beat Punk when Punk isn't using his main character. Okay, Infectious might have been one of the only ones. And even after the whole thing was done, uh, we had uh, Hameko and Daigo even commentating that they couldn't figure out how Infectious beat Punk. They were like, we don't, he was just doing weird things and stuff was happening. And then Sian, of course, the Eternal Scientist. And then Team UIU, Oil King has been very, very strong. Uh, always been one of the strongest players. Great Rashid, and I I'm actually excited about this because if you look at the rest of it, maybe outside of Big Bird, there's not a lot of Rashids in here, and a lot of people have been saying Rashid is still the best character in the season. I personally am not convinced of that. I actually personally don't necessarily believe Rashid is still the best character. He got nerfed a lot. And uh, a lot of people said that he was the best based off of V-Skill 2. They were like, why would you give him this crazy thing? Honestly, I don't even think that's his best V-Skill. I still think V-Skill 1 is better. And so you have a Rashid who's going to play mostly the same as last season and uh, with uh, uh, a bunch of nerfs. Now, okay, right, Vi, yeah, Rashid is still great. Do I think he's clearly number one? I've seen some tier lists where he is number one. And I'm not 100% sure. I'm not 100% sure because I think most people are going to go with V-Skill 1. I really do think most people are going to go with V-Skill 1, Alex, uh, in the end. Because being able to cancel Tornado and to roll forward, I think, is just a super, super effective way to get in. And losing that, I feel like, is kind of a problem. 
Uh, NL, of course, one of the greatest players. You can't really ban him either. I think the wild card here is a little bit with Kami, but Kami has really been showing his strength. And again, he's been dominating, doing really well in a lot of tournaments with Akuma. And he has also had a really strong Nikali in the past. So he's another player that's not going to be banned. What's really interesting about this is we've seen, we see a pretty decent uh, crop of players here who I don't think can be banned. Like Smug, Problem X can play everybody. Um, Knuckle Dew can play everybody. Smug can play everybody. That's the that is the quintessential unbannable team. Uh, uh, yes, I agree with that, Alex. I agree with that a hundred percent. Is that V Skill Two is the V Skill that will kill everybody who hasn't played against it or who hasn't labbed against it. Um, that is a hundred percent true. If you don't have it ingrained in your head you have to sit down and fight v skill 2 a bunch of times it's like lancelot in grand blue fantasy versus if you haven't fought against v skill 2 a lot if you haven't fought against lancelot in grand blue fantasy it is going to seem almost unstoppable and you will be destroyed once you learn how to fight those things clearly they're still very good <laughs> I'm not saying that they become beatable. They're all both Lancelot and V Skill 2 are both very, very strong, but you can manage it a little bit better. And I think in the end that V Skill 1 might be a little bit better. Uh, right, and again, you gotta know how the players uh, utilize the tools. So most top players, of course, know the matchup, but you know, you are going to be able to squeeze out a bunch of free victories using V-Skill 2 for Rashid very, very quickly, very early on uh, in tournaments because I don't think a lot of people have quite labbed against it a lot. Uh, but again, you know, these teams are pretty ridiculous in my opinion. I'm really excited to see uh, how these teams match up against each other. I'm really excited and it's going to be a lot of fun. As I said, the thing that makes me the most sad it's just the fact that we're not going to get a lot of the beginners in there. Now, I did see that, you know, it's, uh, I'm not sure the exact start date, but I, I do, do believe I saw someone mention that it will be uh, late April that it's going to start. Um, but yeah, dude, it would be so cool if, uh, like, if we could, like, on all... See, that's the thing, right? If they could just expand the size of the team and maybe kind of give roles to different players, but... Obviously, a lot of these players, if you look at this roster here of, uh, what is it, three to 18 players here, it definitely skews very young. It definitely skews very young, and I would love to see it if we could create a system by which, you know, you remember how the All-Star game did that thing that one time, you know, a long time ago? They would always have, you know, the current pro player, the kind of, uh, you know, older school veteran player, and then go up and then random celebrity on a team and they would play 3v3. I feel like that would be kind of what people, I think that would be cool if we could figure out a way to do like the three, these teams, but then put like a veteran coach on all the teams and then one younger player on the team and just figure out a way to get them in there. And yeah, for sure, uh, Alex, that this is a, uh, uh, this is what people want to see. They want to see like the strong players. Uh, but um, for me, like I said, one of the reasons why that I enjoyed old school uh, Street Fighter, old school Street Fighter League, last year's Street Fighter, last year's not old school, last year's Street Fighter League was because we had a lot of the new faces in there. We had a lot of the 
players that got a chance to just kind of um, display their talents and show the world how strong they were. Because, like I said, it just it was cool to give them that chance. It was cool to give them that opportunity. So, um. I, I don't know, right? Uh, Naruto Uzumaki, like, I don't even know if any of these teams really have a weak link. I think they're all pretty solid through and through. Uh, there's no player on any of the teams that have any sort of weak link. They're all very, very capable of doing damage and being very, very strong. So, um, but yeah, this I think Street Fighter League is going to be really exciting this year. Uh, obviously, like I said, we're definitely going to get higher quality matches. And, you know, what I'm sure Capcom is hoping for is that the finals team, you know, during Capcom Cup, I'm sure they're going to do another Street Fighter League finals at Capcom Cup this year again as well. Or, you know, sometime during the year that uh, the, the Team Worlds will have a better chance going up against Team Japan. Uh, although last year our representative going up against Team Japan was pretty freaking broken too with Knuckle Dew, Rob TV, and Shine. That was a pretty strong team, but you know, I, I think they're trying to give maybe a little bit of time. Uh, yeah, they, f they film all the episodes in like a week. Basically, they fly them all out, they film it all. I mean, no, they actually fly them out week after week and film them and stream them live. So whenever you hear the commentators say things like, this happened yesterday, or this will happen tomorrow, they meant next week and stuff like that. You know, when someone says, oh, earlier today this happened, they meant earlier in the season. You know, it's th they're, they're tired. They're being flown out every week. So, you know, it's complete. Gosh, it's so exhausting. There you go. <laughs> Uh, I laugh because I hurt, Starix. You're right. <laughs> Flights are very cheap right now. Flights are very cheap. But again, uh, should be starting late April. Should be a lot of fun. Should be exciting. Again, that's going to be Team UIU with NL from Korea, Oil King from Taiwan, Kami from East Coast US, Infectious from the UK, Hot Dog 29 from Hong Kong, Sien from Singapore, Phenom from Norway, Idom from East Coast, United States, 801 Strider from Utah, um, United States, Nephew from, Nephew's Midwest, if I'm not mistaken, or is he, is he East Coast? I believe Nephew is Midwest. Punk from now West Coast. Punk is now a resident of Northern California. CJ Truth from Florida in the US. Knuckle Dew from Florida in the US. Problem X from the UK. Uh, oh, didn't, wait, Nephew moved out to NorCal? Oh, that's right. He did. He did. And he and Punk are roommates now. You're right. So Nephew is now also in NorCal. That is correct. That is correct. Uh, Problem X from the UK, Smug, uh, the third member from New York after Kami and uh, Idom. And then Big Bird and Angry Bird from the UAE and Samurai from Northern California. Yes, that's right. I had forgotten about that. That's right. Nephew was East Coast and now he is NorCal. That's right. Dude, it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, this is going to be a fun season. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to have a blast with it. But, 
if you guys are watching this here on Twitch, uh, I'm probably going to uh, transition over to Ask Jay Chenzor in just a second. But for those of you on YouTube who are watching this right now, make sure you like and subscribe. Let me like and subscribe. Let me know down below in the comments which of these teams you think is the most broken and which of these teams you think might be uh, uh, the weakest right now. I'm really curious to see what you guys think on that one as well but for those of you here on Twitch right now don't go anywhere I'll be right back with the Ask Jay Chenzor section where you guys can ask me any question you want and I will just have a little chat with the viewers and then immediately after that I will be doing the Grand Blue Fantasy versus Beginner and System Mechanics Guide so don't go anywhere I will be right back for those of you here on Twitch Hello everybody, welcome back to the Chenzor Dynasty here on twitch.tv slash jchenzor. My name is James Chen, and we are here for the Ask J Chenzor section where you can ask me any questions you want. I can choose whether I answer them or not. <laughs> that is the power that I have. But if you do want to ask me any sort of questions, make sure you type in at jchenzor in the chat or use that weird highlight my message thing with the channel points. Uh, thank you, Night Slash. I appreciate that very much. Yes, I do have new emotes here for those of you who haven't been back in a little bit. I've got nuts and other <laughs> Gutex staring at nuts is kind of amazing at this point. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, that's right. Instant, instant riot. New glasses, new chairs, new emotes. Try my best, try my best. And shout outs to everybody in the chat that I see here, uh, especially those of you from Sejam's channel. Shout outs to King Vasuki, Lord Gandalf, Hastia, Knight Slash, Trotsky, Trotsky DM. Oh, look at this. Oh yes, this chair is very comfortable. Good lumbar support. For those of you new to my stream, this is my baby girl Jasmine over here. Hi Jasmine. Look at this cat. Isn't she adorable? <laughs> adorable kid. Oh dang, that works very well, Iowa the boat. <laughs> that works super well. In case you guys are uh, new to Teppin a little bit, uh, you probably want to give Iowa the boat a follow on Twitch as well, streaming lots of awesome Teppin content. One of the best players just recently got into top 20 rank uh, at Teppin, which is just wild to me. I don't even understand how that works. Um, but uh, so let's answer some of these questions here. Thoughts on the Spawn trailer? Uh, very impressive. I really like the way Joker and Spawn look. I feel like that they are done a lot better than a lot of the other characters in terms of NRS animations. Still don't think they're quite dynamic enough. But the thing about it is, if they were more dynamic, they wouldn't fit in with everybody else. So I don't think you have any choice but to leave them the way they are. 
Uh, but the character looks pretty interesting. We'll have to wait and see how many of those crazy abilities that they showed off are actually going to be in tournament variations because we have no idea if they're going to be allowable or not in tournaments, like him turning invisible, just like how none of uh, Shang Tsung's ninjas were actually usable in tournaments, which was actually kind of sad. Um, do you think learning Guilty Gear Exert will help me prepare for Strive, or should I try out more granted games? Uh, Bubble Gaijin, it will actually help you because it'll give you an idea of what a lot of the characters do. Although the system has changed, a lot of the things the characters do are going to be very similar. Like for example, Soul wants to get you with command throws in Guilty Gear Exert. It's just that when he gets you, he has to manually do a combo, whereas in Strive, he just does a crap ton of damage off of the throw automatically. So, um, you know, May is still going to be throwing, she's riding on dolphins, uh, Potemkin is still, oh, yeah, Potemkin is still going to be able to do hammer fall cancels, uh, Faust is still going to be able to try to throw items and do random stuff at you. So a lot of the characters are going to be very similar, the archetypes of what they want to do are going to be similar. So I think that's going to be useful to you, especially if you can find Exert at a discount. I think that works. What the heck? Did Nathan just eat a bunch of nuts? That is amazing. Nathan just ate a bunch of nuts. Okay. Uh, N. Wolfwood asks myself about the delay rollback netcode discussion. I mean, in my opinion, there's not really a discussion, Wolfwood. It's really just about putting rollback netcode into everything. And that needs to happen, like now, because one of the things that makes me sad is even the people who really want to play Samurai Showdown, who love Samurai Showdown, aren't even playing it online. So the thing about it is when you have games who the scenes are not large enough, like if you have scenes that aren't as big as, say, uh, Tekken or Street Fighter, um, or even something like Dragon Ball Fighters. I don't even know how Dragon Ball Fighters matchmaking is going these days if you can find matches quickly or not. But if you're something like Guilty Gear or Blaze Blue or BB Tag, you have this very self-perpetuating kind of uh, really awful loop. Because everyone goes and tries to play online and then they don't really, then the, the pros don't like the netcode so they don't play on there. So nobody ends up on there and only everybody plays on lobbies and so when you go on ranked you don't match with anybody so nobody's playing on ranked. And so it kind of kills the online community because some people aren't going to lobbies to do, they just go to ranked. Like if everybody kept playing ranked and everyone could keep getting matches that would be good but the problem is you have bad netcode so nobody wants to play on ranked and so nobody plays on ranked and then you know, it's this really awful kind of uh, catch-22, this, this really bad uh, cyclical loop uh, that kind of destroys itself. And so Samurai Showdown is seeing this right now where nobody can find any matches online because nobody really wants to play online. And because they can't play online, they can't practice. So a lot of people are not actually playing the game that much anymore because they don't have a local scene for it. Rollback netcode is so essential for fighting games. Having fighting games with good netcode does so much to keep your scene alive than, uh, than so many other things in the game. So I really, really do hope that a lot of people start realizing that. And I've heard rumors and rumblings that all the responses in the US about rollback netcode for Guilty Gear Strive you know, at Frosty Faustings and at Arc, Arc Revo Worlds, you know, has really uh, resonated. 
and it's something that they're looking into. Now, the thing about it is what a lot of people don't understand is that rollback netcode is not easy to implement. And if Guilty Gear Strive is already very so far along in development that putting in rollback netcode may delay the release or can actually cause problems, don't stand on my PS4, kitty. Don't stand on my PS4, kitty. That, uh, that, that could delay the game, then you, you have to be worried because it's not just as simple as delaying a game. Now you got to talk to the company and be like, hey, we can't release this game because we're trying to add this feature and it's going to push it back to the next fiscal year or it's going to move it past this quarter. So this quarter is going to look weak. So we can't do that. No, no, don't do that. You know, forget rollback netcode. It works fine in Japan. And then what about the, you know, you've got so many discussions to go through and it's not that easy. So, you know, a lot of people can sit there and say, oh, just delay it. Just delay it. No problem. Why not? But it's never that easy. It's never that simple. When you've worked at a company before, when you've seen the kind of politics that go behind uh, companies, nothing is ever that simple. Nobody at a company can make a decision of that level. Even a decision as, hey, let's add this character into the game. Almost nobody can really make those kind of decisions without having it to roll up and getting approval and budgets and all these things like that. It's, uh, it's the, the business world is a wild place. Uh, is a wild, wild place. But obviously, uh, for a lot of us, we really, really need to have that netcode work. We really need to have that netcode work, otherwise we're in a bad situation. Uh, Lord Gandalf asks, are there game mechanics in fighting games that you want to ex see explored that haven't been in a fighting game yet? Yes, Lord Gandalf. Although some games have come close to doing some of the stuff that I've wanted to implement if I made a fighting game. Uh, not even necessarily a mechanic, but just the way that a game works. But um, I don't want to talk about that publicly because I don't want anyone stealing my ideas. And so, uh, but, you know, there are a lot of, I mean, that's the nice thing about fighting games, though, is that there are infinite number of mechanics that people haven't thought of yet that you can put in fighting games and explore with. There's so many cool options, and, um, you know, the, the sky's the limit for fighting games. So, uh, is there any specific mechanic that I'm not going to implement in my own fighting game if I ever made one? that I could actually talk about publicly that I would like to see that hasn't ever been in a fighting game before. Uh, nothing that I can think of right now. KOF 15 have rollback? Nobody knows yet. We don't know anything about the game outside of the fact that it is being worked on. That's the only thing that was there. And see, Zygon, the, the, the SF Cross T, the Street Fighter Cross Tekken Gems idea was a terrible idea because it was an interesting idea implemented very, very poorly and it was paid to win. If there was a way that it could be designed so that, you know, every combination of three gems produced a unique three-digit number, um, then you could eat, or just like something that you could easily just type in, then that would be it. Then you could just, shoo, there you go, here we go, here's my gems, you know, pick your character, type in your number, and there's your gems. But the problem is there was no way to do that. You don't want everyone sitting scrolling through hundreds of gems going, here's my gem. You think tournaments took long enough right now? I mean, jeez. And, and like I said, there were gems that were clearly better than other gems that just cost money. And so you had to buy some gems to get more powerful, and that was not good. That is, uh, 
was really bad. So uh, gems could be a good idea. Uh, just needs to be implemented properly. We are properly. We've already seen this problem rearing its head in Injustice 2 and in MKX. They both do the variations thing. Uh, there's all these extra special moves and everything's like that that you could add onto characters. You know, like Captain Cold got that thing where he could like stand on an ice platform in the air, which was really sick. Which wasn't in and like wasn't actually an official uh, special move that he could use in tournaments. But that's because if we opened up all the variations, it would take too long in tournaments to actually select characters. And not only that, you would have to learn an infinite amount of matchups and fighting games are hard enough already to learn as they are. So, you know, we have to be careful of those kind of things. Balance-wise, having things like gems and, uh, and costume changes that affect the way the characters play, you know, balance-wise, we end up in just a giant quagmire of craziness that, you know, this one gem could make some, this character too powerful, but that gem could also be the only way to make this character competitive. So you nerf this gem and now this character sucks again. And so you try to like, it's such a delicate balancing issue. Whereas what we have right now with just characters as they are with at max, maybe three isms, a few grooves or different ultras or different variations is much more manageable. Uh, much, much, much more manageable. Yep, that's what they call me. They call me Jim. <sighs> My cat is doing this again. So, uh, Grand Blue Fantasy versus title screen just sitting there. You guys can't see it here, but there are birds flying on the screen. And, uh, or it's like dust particles. No, there's not birds flying. There's like little feathers and dust flying across the screen, and Jasmine's attacking them right now. Um, so let's see, an SNK dev did an interview recently and he said they will take into consideration the good feedback they got from the Garrow netcode update. I mean, they had better take some feedback from that because as soon as Garrow got that netcode update, dude, it just like skyrocketed in sales and Steam and then everyone started playing it and now like people are playing it again. It kind of had like a mini rebirth. It's such a, it's such a great thing for it and such a boon for that game. And people have to realize how valuable it was. Yeah, Stones and Infinite were cool. Those were more like an extra character or just like a permanent assist. You might want to think of it. Um, and uh, character variations is a cool idea. It does make it a little bit harder to learn Peter 0611. And then as well, usually one of them becomes clearly dominant over the others. I mean, I know in MK... Uh, final combat that we saw yesterday one person actually used a uh, uh, first round KO Jackie Briggs but other than that everyone was just using upgraded Jackie all day because upgraded Jackie was clearly better than the other ones because oh man upgraded Jackie was ridiculous uh, how did I enjoy commentating Grand Blue versus uh, Grand Blue Fantasy versus uh, I really enjoy it I really enjoy commentating the game and uh, having it be a good, like I always call it, like at this point in time, I kind of think of it as the stepping stone between Street Fighter V and Unist. So it goes Street Fighter V, Grand Blue, Unist, and then Unist leads you into some more of the other anime games like Guilty Gear, and that's where you start getting into BB Tag, I mean, sorry, Blaze Blue, and then BB Tag, you know, kind of in that order. Maybe even more like, you could probably say it's like uh, Street Fighter, then Unist. Uh, I'm sorry, then Grand Blue, then Unist. 
then maybe Dragon Ball, then Guilty Gear, maybe then Blaze Blue, something like that. But I really like that. I real uh, uh, I really enjoyed commentating it. And, and honestly, for those of you who watched the event. Uh, I really felt like Jeremy and I did a really, really good job. I, I, it was one of those times that after I finished commentating it, I felt really good about myself. Like I felt like we commentated it really well. I felt like I did. I struck a really nice balance between trying to be catering to people who know fighting games and people who didn't know fighting games. Uh, I felt like, uh, and, I, and I had a lot of fun. And I think the characters are interesting enough. I think the matchups are really different enough that it creates a lot of different style uh, matchups as well. So again, not only am I really enjoying Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, but I'm really, really enjoying, you know, commentating it as well. A lot of fun, a lot of fun stuff there. But I do like, yeah, uh, Baby Spring Mix, I kind of agree with that too. I do like the ability to have yourself be able to tweak characters in small ways to, to create this kind of change in them. So I like the idea of having two different ultras and two different V-skills especially. The two different V-skills I think was more important than the two different ultras because I really feel like having the multiple V-skills really opened up characters a lot better than having two different uh, V-triggers. So I'm really glad that they finally added the two V-skills. I feel like it took a little too long to get to that point, but I know I've said this a million times, for those of you who are new to this channel, I really think Street Fighter V is in a freaking wonderful place right now, and I think it's just, it's so, there's, it's, 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 it's where it should have been at the beginning. I mean, if the game came out kind of like this, you know, with characters like Lucia and Poison in it right from the get-go that have these crazy great designs and, you know, with the double V skills and, and really robust kind of arcade mode, man, it could have been such a different story. It could have been such a different story. Um, yeah, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus doesn't have that kind of thing where the characters can be slightly changed in any way. But I feel like there's enough in the game to really create different styles that people will use the same characters in very different ways. Uh, the characters have enough varieties built into them uh, that I really like the game so far. I really like the way that the game plays out. And it's the EX mechanic is very fascinating as well, which we'll get into once I get into the Grand Blue Fantasy versus beginner stuff. So, um, yeah, uh, CE, yeah, it really is one of the best Street Fighter games right now. It's, it's really fun. Now, you know, obviously Street Fighter V still has its weaknesses. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that, you know, just by adding a second V skill in these cool characters that all of the weaknesses that I've perceived in the game are just magically gone. Uh, there's definitely still a lot of uh, weaknesses in the game, such as, you know, not giving players enough ways to feel themselves, uh, relying a little bit too much on frame data and the Street Fighter V RPS, um, and things like that. But for the most part, it's addressed a lot of those things and it's gotten a lot stronger. Yeah, the tours being delayed is a bummer right now, Didong Man. Uh, is this where I should be if I'm trying to learn Grand Blue? Yes, Frieza Saga. I will definitely be doing that in a very short time. I'm just talking with the chat, hanging out, answering questions right now, but I'm going to jump over into the beginner system mechanics of Grand Blue Fantasy Versus very soon. In the meantime, you can say hello to my cat, Jasmine. Hi, Jasmine. Hi, Jasmine. 
Smile for the... Oh, no, never mind. I'm not going to say that. Uh, be a cute kitty. <laughs> uh, okay. Hello, Frieza Saga. Ah, uh, what's up? R. Maurera. How you doing? How you doing? Um... Yes, I love my cats. Yes, I'm obsessed with my cats. If you've owned cats, you will understand. In any case, I am going to go ahead and call the Ask Jay Chenzor section. I know it's very, very short this time, but intentionally so. Uh, I'm going to switch over to the Grand Blue Fantasy versus beginner stuff. It's going to be an interesting stream. I'm going to be doing the stream as if I'm talking to uh, YouTube audiences because I'm going to post it all on YouTube and everything. So I may not directly answer your questions right away. I will have the chat on there though because they do ask a lot of very valuable questions a lot of the time. So I will have the chat on while we're doing this. Uh, Choisos, my first main was Luane. Uh, I'm thinking of switching to Zeta or Narmaya and uh, also considering Matera as well. Uh, after talking with Sejam for a bit about character choice. Uh, haven't found the one character that quite gels with me just yet. Um, uh, but we'll see. I mean, I really enjoy Lewayne. I really like him a lot. Unfortunately, he's just not particularly strong. He can win, don't get me wrong, but the stuff that he can do to win, most other characters can also do as well as do a lot more than what Lewayne can do. And, and before anybody says Iggy is broken in a free win, Iggy is very avoidable, uh, very easily dodged, and the human pyramid is actually the better choice of using your meter than Iggy. And so uh, it turns out that that's not a free win, and uh, you need a lot of... Need a, he needs a lot more. Loane definitely needs a lot more. So, Okay, guys, what I'm going to do is I'm going to run back to the title screen, Switch the category, switch the title over here, switch the game and everything like that. Get a brand new local recording started so I can set everything up for the Grand Blue Fantasy versus uh, Beginner Guide. If you guys are watching this on YouTube, look for it here on our channel at youtube.com slash TV so that you can see, uh, so you can learn all about Grand Blue Fantasy versus as well. Uh, and then in the chat below, uh, make sure you one make sure you like and subscribe to our YouTube channel and in the chat below Let me know what kind of game mechanic you would like to see Introduced into a fighting game that hasn't been introduced yet And if you guys are here on twitch and you enjoy these conversations and this kind of discussion with me feel free to Follow the channel and subscribe drop the gift sub etc etc You can see right here. I have a goal to reach 350 subs by July. I have been killing it on the goals recently and on the sub so I thank everybody for supporting me. Uh, the goal is to try to get to 500 by the end of the year and uh, it seems like I'm on pace to surpass that and if that happens that can help a lot especially this year with a lot of the events being cancelled uh, which is tough for commentator life but you know I'm gonna see if I can try to make it work. So. Thank you guys for tuning in on YouTube. As I said, uh, make sure you like and subscribe, and thanks for watching here on Twitch. Don't go anywhere. The Grand Blue Fantasy versus Beginner System Mechanics discussion is about to start. Stay tuned.